Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like, Jokic. your sitter. Wow. As long as there are fans on this one, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans can be here, the Celtics fans can be here, the Laker fans can be here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Harris gets the game. Welcome to the uh, Pickaxe Podcast Show. This is going to be a little different than normal uh, because our friend Zach had other things that he had to do. So our illustrious host is no longer here, uh, meaning he he left the the crazy people to go ahead and uh, run uh, this show this week. So uh, you're getting me. I'm uh, Gordon Gross. Um, I write occasionally at Denver Stiffs, and mostly you hear me as the number two on this show. Uh, but you're getting me tonight as the host, and my co-host will be uh, Daniel Lewis, uh, calling in from the East Coast, staying up late to help us out. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Good. I'm glad to be the Adrian Dantley to Zach's George Carl. <laughs> I think that's my job. I don't know. You might you might be the uh, the inbounder. That's, that's oh, where geez. we're going with this. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're um we're here. Uh, we're actually taping this uh, at the end of the uh, Lakers game because neither of us feels like staying up until midnight to do this podcast. I got to fight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got to work. Yeah, exactly. And and Dan's two hours ahead of me. So if I don't want to be up, Dan really doesn't want to be up. Um. So we're basically watching um, uh, the Lakers get uh, housed here in the fourth quarter as um. AD is limping around. Anthony Davis has done something to his knee, slipping on the it's, ground. It's and, very uh, important for everyone to remember that he's been playing hurt all season. The variety of they ailments. keep saying that. Yes. yes, on this on this Lakers broadcast, they're informing me uh, how how hurt he's been, and I feel like they haven't seen any tape of him in New Orleans, where either he's always playing hurt or he's always nicked up. So that's that's normal. That's that's the actual Anthony Davis you're always going to have. Yeah, there's a reason why his nickname is probable to return. Exactly. You know, now the guy's great, and he's been great tonight, but yeah, he's hobbling around the, the court at the moment, and uh, Denver's up 23 in the fourth right now with a really good uh, bench effort. Um, Gary Harris has been great in the fourth. Millsap was terrific in the third. So we'll catch up on that later. But uh, we have to recap the week that was first. See, now Anthony Davis hits a three-pointer just when I'm dogging him. I see how this works. Can't talk about the Lakers game, or we might mess up the Lakers game. Right. So, so magic. Um, yeah, I know that exactly. That's just how these things work. Um, but uh, this week, the the Nuggets are keeping their they kept their home streak intact. They did what they should have done. They finished up their home stand, you know, five for five. Um, the do we think that was just better execution by Denver Dan, or you know, uh, just home cooking against lesser opponents? Uh, the Timberwolves didn't have. 
um, you know, Cat uh, and Orlando blew a giant lead. So what are you thinking? I think it was execution by the Nuggets. I mean, not having Carl Anthony Towns certainly made things a lot easier for the Nuggets against Minnesota. But um, those other, all the other wins were good wins. They, they dominated Portland. I felt like yep. they... The score was closer than the game was against OKC. I felt like the Nuggets handled the Thunder pretty well. Um, that the Nuggets certainly let the Knicks stay in the game a lot longer than they they should have, but I feel like they really handled that game too. Um, they they rallied against Orlando and they they took care of business against Timberwolves. That's a perfect five and zero homestand. That's all that you can ask for as a head coach if you're Michael Malone and. As a Nuggets fan, you sh- you have to be ecstatic because, I mean, you you got to watch. If you were able to go to all five games, you saw five wins. You, you got five wins, and and you did. You saw them do what they should do, which is find ways to handle teams they should beat. Yeah, you know they they ran the ball mostly through Jokic. They um, had Jamal go off in a couple of games. Um, these are the good things. These are the things that you like to see. Um, the bench. Uh, had a couple of um, not as impressive performances, but it was it's been up and down for them all year. Uh, the bench is getting you know trying to get a handle on things. They certainly showed up in this Lakers game so far. So um, I think uh, I mean the the biggest thing that for the bench, I think the thing that's been missing is just Monte Morris actually struggling to score. Yeah, uh, that hurts them. That that kind of hurts them because with the rotation being the way it is, sometimes you have. You know, four on five already. If it's Tory Craig out there, it, you know, if Jeremy Grant's shot's not following, then it's three on five. You know, you just pack the paint. But uh, it, you know, with Monte Morris is knocking down that mid range shot or his three point hitting those floaters, it yeah. makes the bench really lethal. Um, I, I Monte is not really looking to score when he has the ball, but he has to he has to make that a threat for the defense that they they have to be able to say, okay, hey, if if we don't pay him any attention in this pick and roll. He's going to shoot the uh, mid-range or three-pointer on us and beat us that way. Well, yeah, and what was happening to them was they they kept um, botching plays at the rim. Um, and because all the Nuggets were going towards the rim, it left easy leakouts for other teams. Yeah. And they were they were getting hurt in transition on the bench. They were getting hurt um, just not finishing, not not being able to collect the rebound. Um, so it, it, it was a good homestand for ironing out some difficulties. In, in my opinion, they, they managed to... Um, get out there, uh, work out the kinks, um, get back to a Jokic first offense, um, start keeping a starter in with the bench. They did that in this Lakers game, too, with Gary Harris um, starting the fourth quarter with the bench players. Just so that there's enough scoring, just so you have enough guys who are a threat. Um, because it's very hard if Monte, who wants to, to not call his own number, has to call his own number. That's okay if Monte's making shots, but uh, when he wasn't, that that's a bigger deal. I mean, um, they they shot forty percent from three over the last over the, over yep. the last five games. Hey, everything uh, looks better <coughs> when the threes go in, man. Everything looks better when the threes <coughs> go in. Sorry, they sh- you know, and that that really helped. They they rebounded the ball really well. They had a, a really great you know passing the ball, twenty seven assists per per game. Yep. Um, only twelve turnovers. But- Right, and the assists go up, though, when you're making the threes. Like, that was their whole problem was it wasn't that they weren't getting set up, it's that they weren't getting finished. They had plenty of open shots, they just weren't making them. And making them on the homestand has made all the difference in the world. Um, And they've been making them now in L.A., 
which also makes me happy. Uh, because the Nuggets, honestly, let's face it, they, they cannot win these um, consistently. They cannot win these games, these low-scoring, drag-it-out, 24-second shot clock, grind, brick-it-off-the-glass sort of games. That's, that's not going to work for them. Um, I don't care if they do have the quote-unquote best defense in the league, or I guess second best at this point. I think uh, I think yeah. one the the game against Portland was one of those games too, where it's like, okay, the Nuggets may not have the best, def- like you know your prototypical or your elite defenders in terms of length, size, um, agility, but you know they 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 are really well connected in terms of. The, buying into the scheme, their knowledge of what they're supposed to be doing, um, their trust of each other. And then, you know, when they're making those three-point shots, like, you have to guard them too, you know. It's not just that they're going to guard you and they're going to give great effort. They're going to try to force you into the shots that they want you to take. Uh, and then and then you're going to have to guard them on the other end. And that's that's one of the things that makes them such a good team. Absolutely. Um, by the way, Monte Morris just had a brilliant fake of a three that he drove the baseline and finished at the rim. That was a very nice play. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I love the bench energy. I love that the bench may wind up, because they're busy breaking the Lakers' will right now. You know, they're up 23 on the Lakers with seven minutes to go. And um, this is we how you're trying Michael to— see Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> well, right? He might be able to get back in the game more than more than just one stint, which has been his uh, his recent habit, is getting in the game once— and then uh, getting stuck there on the bench. But um, what's nice is the uh, the Nuggets bench might be able to keep the starters sitting down so they're ready to go for Phoenix this coming week. Yeah, that'd be good. And if that happens, that's an excellent that's an excellent thing. Um, the Nuggets can't afford to blow it in Phoenix if they win in LA. For sure, you would love like those to are be the games you have to have on this road trip. Yeah, yeah, you go to 2-0 and you come home for the holidays. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this week, honestly, the, I, I don't want to have any complaints or any massive takeaways. It's hard to have massive takeaways um, against teams that you're obviously better than. Yeah. Uh, Lakers just hit back-to-back threes, so uh, maybe we're not going to get lucky. Well, I, I do want to say, too, that uh, th- this is a good opportunity as we start or get closer to 2020 that to really reflect on like what life is like as a Nuggets fan. And, you know, the, the 2010s had a lot of good basketball to start it. Uh, the middle was rough with the Brian Shaw, Eric. <laughs> the and, middle was rough. <laughs> well, to say that lightly. Um, but, like, we have a great coach in Michael Malone. Jokic is a superstar. Yeah. Um, you know, they, and they just went 5-0 and in a homestand. Yeah, I mean, it's not the best of teams. But, like, you know, the Nuggets of a couple of years ago would have lost two or three of those games. <laughs> like When the Nuggets rolled into L.A., honestly, with – um, enough swagger to take on the Lakers. Yeah, you know they could have been defeated by the LA Nightlife. Um, they had some shooters come out with a slow, you know, first half. Well, but I mean, they were leading at halftime. Like they put it in gear. They fought. They made sure that although Anthony Davis is putting up a monster stat line, that they didn't get buried by the rest of the Lakers. And that's what you got to see. You know, this is this is the way that it's going to go for for Denver against the major against the big squads. Well, we just we, you know, as as we enter this new decade, just I I understand that people want the team to win every single game, but like, and and they win a lot of games. They're they're nineteen and nine, 
they might be 29 at you know after this game depending if they're right. able to hold on to the sleep but either way like the nuggets are a really good team and uh and they're set up to be good yeah they're set up to be good for years to come they're not a really good team that's about to have to like harvest its own organs because they're out of room with the vets like I don't know necessarily how they replace Paul Millsap, but right now Paul Millsap's playing with spring chickens, so maybe they don't have to. Yeah, bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> right? Looks great. Like, like he's I, he's doing just fine. He's twenty five minutes a game. I see no reason to want to stop him. But um, yeah, the the Nuggets are set up well. The Nuggets are set up to, um, you know, their stars are in their early to mid twenties. Like this is how the team is set up. They've got a bunch of youth. They're still breaking in. You still have Michael Porter Jr. on the rise. You still have, you know, a bunch of young players. Like your old vet is Will Barton. Yeah. You know, if it's not if it's not Millsap, Will Barton's still in the prime of his career. For sure. So there's nobody that you're worried about. You know, Denver necessarily losing and you know falling back to being a basement team. That's that's not going to happen. So, do you think uh, the Nuggets' success at home is? Something that will be able to help in their postseason, or you know, is that something that they really need to try to get? Is like a top two seed. I I don't know that they need it. Um, I I mean it'd be nice, but I there's so many games to come still. Um, I don't think the Nuggets play to their altitude advantage, but that's okay because it means they can win on the road more, and in the playoffs, you need the road wins. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one style of basketball, fast break basketball, it's harder to fast break in the playoffs. You know, teams can defend you just by dropping their defenders back. Um, it's it's much harder to run guys, uh, especially with the rest you get in the playoffs. I think one of the things that actually will be nice about the home court, I, I know people like to think about the Nuggets in altitude and running when you're getting tired. But if the Nuggets can be physical and yeah. like really grind into players and make it just really hard for teams on offense to score... When you're already banging around on defense if you're, you know, playing against the Nuggets, going against Jokic or going against Millsap in the front court. But and having to defend all the cutting and if, all of that. Yeah. If you're if you're having to play a seven game series where you go to Denver four times and you're like, Man, I'm just tired and I, my body cannot recover here like right. like it can elsewhere. I think that's one thing that people need to factor in as well. Well, and I agree. Um, I don't think that their home court is necessarily just altitude-based. That's been the complaint um, that comes from all of the national broadcasters. I don't. I don't necessarily see that. Or cardio, uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but that matters early in the year. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, early in the year, uh, you know, first month when you're at a training camp and you haven't really played really heavy basketball, the altitude's a big deal um, for the Nuggets and for their opponents, honestly. Right. You know, but it's when you have the rest of it, when you have um, when you're playing hard, when you're making guys do every rotation, when you're making them chase you around the lanes, when you have your crowd going berserk because uh, the Pepsi Center will be berserk in the playoffs. And I'm I'm happy to see that they uh, the Nuggets fans are are realizing what they have. Um, But it's I don't know that they have the best home court in the league. But I think it's definitely valuable, and I don't expect them to necessarily get a top two seed. Uh, though they could. The, the, there's nothing about the Nuggets that says they can't be a top two seed in the in the West. Yeah. Um, but I do definitely think that that home court's going to pay off. Um, and that these are the kind of games, all these games in the homestand that they just had, are the sorts of games that set you up for home court advantage. 
Like, you have to close the deal on these easy games at home, and the Nuggets did. So, uh, I'm happy to see it. Um, yeah, I'm happy I to just, see I'm, that Jamal Murray play. <laughs> that was nice. Right? <laughs> exactly. No, the, the, they're doing very well. They're they're making some really nice reads here against the Lakers. Um, it's hard it's hard to know what to take from it because LeBron's not on the court. Honestly, like I don't I don't know. We were talking about using this game as a measuring stick after getting back on their feet and back to playing Nuggets basketball against lesser teams to see how you could do against a contender. And they've done well against a contender. Don't get me wrong; they're up twenty with like four minutes to go. But it's it's a little um, it's it's a little hard to judge when LeBron's not out there. They don't have their major assist man, right? You know that that makes it a little complicated. But the Nuggets have been doing what they should be doing. They haven't made all their shots. They haven't gotten all the calls. It's been a very weirdly refed game. Although they had a couple of uh, um, replays that that all were judged correctly, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but they're finishing inside. They're not afraid to attack the bigger um, Lakers players, which was not the case in the first game that they played. You know, the Lakers had the size, and the Nuggets struggled against it. Uh-huh. Um, and right now the Nuggets have gotten blocked. They've gotten, you know, uh, they've they've been out rebounded on offensive boards uh, for sure. <laughs> you know, in the first half, but they came through. They managed to, you know, fight past that and do what they do. Right. I think, and that that's all I want to see from them. Really, is yeah. to play Nuggets basketball. Don't worry about what they're doing. Do what we do. Exactly. I think obviously having LeBron out it really changes the equation, but. Yes, the, the Nuggets are still going to have to go against JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis, and those three guys are really good shot blockers. Yep. Oh my gosh, JaVale just hit a three. <laughs> I know. Anyways, um, and there was one play in particular in the third quarter, I think it was, when Will Barton was in transition, and Anthony Davis was just, just kind of coasting behind him, like, okay, if you're going to really go up, I'm going to block you. And Barton kind of just welcomed that contact. And right. yeah, he got blocked, but he got fouled because Davis put his arm into Barton's chest. Yeah. Like you cannot be scared to go to the rim against the shot blockers. Like you have to go, you have to try to get them to make a mistake to foul you. And then once they get into foul trouble or, you know, you get into the bonus early, you're able to just go ahead and, you know, you get to the free throw line you know, that that limits them from playing super physical. Right. Um, with their, and that with their guards. And yeah. that, that means that Danny Green can't be as good. That means that Kentavious Colopoke can't be as good. Rondo can't be as good. Caruso. All their guards can't get be as physical. You know, and then and then you get these guys in re- foul trouble. They're not going to offensive rebound as much. You know, and that, that really cancels out the, the Lakers' size. So I, right. I, I think the... I think the Nuggets have done a, a really good job um, playing the game play, the right playing, way. They, playing they, their way they, against they, the Lakers. Yes. Yeah, they, they set up their their attack, and they, they executed it. Um, not so well in the first half, but that's because they were just airballing threes. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, did, they, did, they didn't have their legs early. Um, but they found them late, um, and then they started um, shot faking the shot blockers. You know, um, and you got, you got a better look at, at a smart team. Um, taking on another smart team, uh, and it so far it came out Denver's way, and that's how you that's how you need the Nuggets to play against the real legit teams because there's a bunch of them in the West. 
Um, and the Nuggets have to handle their business, and they did. They're still running screens late in the game. They're still, you know, uh, running cross action and, and uh, you know, driving the baseline and kicking for three. You know, they're still running their game, which I, I love seeing um, rather than just trying to play a prevent offense. And we, we've been looking for a blowout win for a while. Yep, yep. I would have never have predicted it would have come against the Lakers, who are a really good defensive team. Correct. But the Nuggets threw up, you know, 120 plus. You know, they might hit 130 if they if they uh, don't cash it out and just dribble around. Like <laughs> it's it's been seriously, it's been it's been quite the the show, especially in the second half. It was yeah. uh, it was within two points at halftime, and the Nuggets came out in the second half and meant business. Paul Millsap really five fifty three at half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, Paul Millsap came out and scored what like eleven, twelve points in the third quarter. Yep. Um, and then Gary Harris, you know, uh, scored inside on a three, got a steal, hit a three, you know, finished uh, in traffic, you know, got to the foul line. It was it was a Gary Harris fourth quarter. You know, Monte Morris really ran the offense terrifically for the for the bench. Um, just a good output from everybody all around. Mm-hmm. It's this it's this has been the sort of of two weeks of basketball really that Denver has absolutely needed to right the ship after that terrible road trip. You know, to get back on their feet and to say this is this is how we play. Forget all that nonsense. You know, where we couldn't make a shot and nobody looked like they wanted to play ball. This is who we are, and, yeah. and we're six and zero in the last two weeks, and uh, you gotta love it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna talk about the upcoming week, um, and uh, we're gonna see what our record predictions are, and whether Sacramento is, you know, still the bugaboo for Michael Malone and his staff. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate, and he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
finish talking about this week while we're watching the Nuggets game uh, against the Lakers wrap up in the background as we as we podcast this. Um, so you're getting uh, live feedback, I suppose, um, as we watch Toy Craig go hurtling past somebody and they uh, turn the ball over. <laughs> the Lakers do. It's actually uh, got to love seeing that energy in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter of a blowout. That's what I want to see. Toy Craig's on the court. Drink. I know, right? Yeah, I think Wancho got on the court too, so... Oh, I mean, like, on physically, like, on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just leaves him up flying. He, okay. uh, he managed to keep his feet. Uh, it looks like uh, Vlatko's out there, and uh, Vlatko just got blocked on his three-point attempt. Oh, man. No one, that's why Zach's off. He that's knew. okay. He got the rebound. <laughs> okay, he got the rebound, okay. the pass, <laughs> and uh, and Wancho's out there. So, yeah, if Zach is suddenly sneaking footage of this, then uh, congrats to him. He's allowed to drink. We got an assist from Vlatko uh, after a rebound, so... Alrighty. Good times all around. All all things are looking up for the Nuggets. Uh, Vlatko got minutes before MPJ. <laughs> right? Yeah, MPJ is not on the court, man. Nuggets they, wanted uh, to win this game. Well, he's he's not part of the uh, the cash out team apparently. Mm. I'm not really sure why he's not a garbage minutes guy. If he's you know, I mean, I know he was on the court earlier. He was on the court what in the first quarter, and then uh, just never got back off it. Maybe where where's Chachar from? Uh, uh, Van, uh, Vlaco, uh, Chantar is yeah. uh, from what? Slovenia. Uh, sure. Maybe there's some Slovenian fans there. Then Croatia. Come on now, you can't do this to me. Zach's I, gonna kill me. I don't know. I mean, he's he's Zach's dude because he's from like he's uh yeah he's from Slovenia. Okay. Maybe See, I was some right. Slovenian fans. I know what I'm doing. Don't question me. <laughs> but yeah, so back to this preview. Uh, Zach's gonna listen to this and and just you know have a heart attack, but. God bless him. It's Phoenix, fine. Monday. We're doing. We're yeah. He's 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 good to go. He's he's out looking at Christmas lights or something. Uh, so um, I assume that the Nuggets will have enough in the tank since they didn't have to run everybody into the ground to get this win. They should have enough in the tank on Monday against Phoenix. But are they going to get up for it? Um, or is it you know I want to go home for the holidays and this is just the Phoenix Suns and this should be easy for us? Um, I think they should. I mean. I expect the Nuggets to beat a lot of teams nowadays, but I think they should be okay. DeAndre Ayton's out. Uh, he's got some ankle problem. So he came so, back in and then went back out again? I didn't. Yeah, he news. came back from his suspension and immediately right. got injured. Um, <laughs> it's exactly what you would want from your number one pick. <laughs> right. But I, I think they should be okay. Aaron Baines. Has, Aaron has Baines become, is, is such a beast. He Well, he's he's become, he's been less like God of War. Yes, more just that, like, is, that is true. <laughs> You he's know, he's been an effort guy. guy rather than <laughs> rather than ultimate god of destruction, which is good. Yeah. So he he's not just playing out of his mind anymore, and right. I think Ricky Rubio is a little banged up too. Right. That should be an well. As Ricky Rubio, I mean that's Ricky Rubio and Anthony Davis are go to the same school of uh, I'm always injured. <laughs> yeah, probable to return. Right. Um, but I I think they should be okay there, and then. They get to have a, a national Christmas game at home in Denver, which I think is great. Do you um do you like the fact that they're going to be able to play for the holidays? Oh my gosh! That, uh, yes, that they got they get the national TV game on a national holiday, like you know celebration of basketball, which is what Christmas Day has turned into. Um, and that they they get to go and and showcase Denver basketball in Denver, not just on the road in somebody else's court, and especially against the Pelicans, like the right? Nuggets, the Nuggets should be often should be able to look great. On national television, with the entire country watching, it should be an opportunity for uh, Murray 
and Jokic to make their all-star game case. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good time for a statement game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is one, but it's still without LBJ. But that's going to be, you know, national game. It's not just a, a West Coast game. You know, um, people are going to be sitting around eating their their Christmas pie and whatever. Did you mean and... no Zion? Say what? Yeah, there's no Zion. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe not – that might be one where people are like, hey, we're going to we're gonna eat our meal because the Nuggets and the Pelicans are playing and Zion Williamson isn't playing. Well, yeah, they may get it into that It'll still be on. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on the background. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be like 45 minutes devoted to the fact that there's no Zion, but yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, Millsap, Millsap uh, against the Lakers. Uh, Nuggets just closes out. They won by 24 points. Millsap had 21, Gary had 19, Jokic had 18, Beasley had 16, and Barton had 14 points and 13 rebounds. Swag. <laughs> yeah, Barton. Barton was out there balling away. He he, he had trouble hitting uh, the the hoop early, but he definitely cleaned up energy wise and on the boards. He was finishing um, on the glass. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what you got to do, man. Like if you if you can't make a shot, that's fine. It'll fall later. It's always Barton. He's always going to keep attacking the hoop. Right, you know, but um, I love seeing the, the Nuggets pick up that energy, play with that energy for forty eight minutes. That makes me happy. So I have a question about Pelicans. Yeah, uh, we we got to see the Minnesota Timberwolves play uh, in Denver. Now yeah. we're going to see the Pelicans play in Denver, uh, giving Nuggets fans a chance to see Robert Covington and Drew Holiday. Uh, both are players that are mentioned in trade rumors. Right. Would which one would you prefer the Nuggets have, or both, or neither? That's so tough because in order for the Nuggets to make any sort of trade, they've got to find, especially for those two guys and their contracts, Drew's contract especially. You know, for Drew's contract, you've got to it's got to be Gary Harris going out the door. You know, plus probably Plumley. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of matching to do to get Drew Holiday out. And I love Drew. Like I've I wanted to sign Drew back before he signed that giant contract to stay with the Pelicans, mm-hmm. um, because I enjoy his defense. Um, and I think he's he's a better passer and scorer than people give him credit for. But I don't I don't expect the the Nuggets to go after him. I could see Covington. Okay. Um, honestly. So uh, so my my take on it is that yeah. Covington and Holiday are both players that were underrated in the past, but overrated have now. become talked so much about now that they are overrated. So I agree with that. If you're expecting them to be game changers, yeah. So every team in the league wants to trade for Covington and Drew Holiday, but I I honestly don't think that Holiday is that much of an upgrade over Harris, and you'd be losing Plumley, and replacing Plumley with Bol Bol would be a freaking disaster. Uh, <laughs> you Nuggets can't you be, can't do that on the way to the playoffs. It would be and I love Bol Bol, but you can't horrific yeah. experience. No, uh, trading for Covington is great, but again, if you lose Harris. I'm not sure how much of an upgrade over Harris he is. I yeah. mean, he's he's a bigger defender, but you know the, the Nuggets' defense works because of their chemistry, and you're losing that. Yeah, and I think Harris is a much better ball handler and a much better perimeter shooter, better ball handler, and good, on, good quick hands too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think what the Nuggets really need to trade for is bad Monte for good Monte, and instead. As, after the All-Star break, I don't think they're going to trade Malik Beasley. I think they just need to start playing Malik Beasley instead of Michael Porter Jr. That'll be the trade. 
Um, they're going to try to get into their playoff rotation. They'll cut MPJ out of the of, of that rotation because they're like, look, Rook, we, we're a 55-win team. We're trying to make waves in the playoffs. You're just not going to be able to get minutes. And they'll they'll cut their rotation down. Um, it'll be the starters plus Monte Morris, Blake Beasley, Mason Plumley, and Jeremy Grant. And that'll be your nine guys that you'll go into the playoffs with. And if if they get good Beasley, be like, look, man, make your shots and play good defense. Like, and you're going to get paid after this offseason. You know, right. the off I, I expect them to all I think I think that'll be Michael their Porter trade here. is kind of getting that bench bench guy that can stretch the floor, can yep. rebound, can defend. I think that's what they're hoping that Malik Beasley will be for them in the second half of the season. I think that's I think that's what they're going to wind up doing. Well, yeah, I I can I can see them doing that. I can't see them cutting. I cannot see them cutting him completely out. Okay, I honestly can't. Um, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, um, but I can see them alternating his games. So Beasley gets a game, Porter gets a game, or if Beasley's struggling, you put Porter in. If Porter's struggling, you put Beasley in. Um, I think the guys that get benched for the most part are you're not going to see Vlatko except for garbage. You're not going to see Wancho except for garbage. Um, you're not going to see ball ball at all. You might I, see Tory Craig in some games, just depending it, it, on very usage specific. Yeah, but if he might not. If, play, he won't be playing more than like 15 minutes. No, no, no. Yeah, he's max. he's going to be one of those guys where you get to, um, if there's a bigger guard or wing than than you can handle necessarily with just Will Barton, you know, or they have a a big bench scorer, you can put Tory Craig on that person. Um, but I don't. Uh, Tory Craig is going to be a situational use. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is probably going to get the same ten to fifteen minutes a game. Um, just trying to find a place to use him because you need him to get the court experience, but you can't afford for him to play twenty five minutes a game for you. Right. You can't. I think. I think it'll continue to also be if he. I. Th- th- and, you know, until the All Star break, that's my prediction: is when kind of his minutes are going to be kind of cut. And that's that's my prediction, not yours, right? Or, or anything I'm reporting on it. I'm just guessing, but I think he's just going to continue to get first half minutes because, well, while every minute is just as important, you know, a minute in the first quarter is just as important a minute as a minute in the fourth quarter. That is not the way coaches think, and that right. is not the way game flow goes. Well, so and it's, it's King, over he will get minutes yeah. in the first half. If he does well, great. If he does poorly, the Nuggets have time to make that up. And right, so you could you can make you can come back his, from like, bad 10, minutes, twelve yeah. minutes in the first half, gets him his court experience. If he starts doing a lot better and improving, I would love that. I would love to be proven wrong, where he's able to play well enough to be in the rotation. I just the way he's currently playing, I don't think that he will be playing for them in in April or May or in April and May. There. Yeah, it all for me. It all depends on health, man. Like he is around and Beasley is around, in my opinion. I said before the season they were not going to be trading Beasley. That it didn't matter that it's his final, you know, year probably in a Nuggets uniform. That they're they're not trading Beasley, and the reason they're not trading Beasley is because what happens if Will Barton rolls an ankle or Jamal Murray breaks his hand or whatever? You need to have that extra guard. He's their security right. blanket to make sure that this playoffs goes the way they want. And they're they don't think they can get enough back from their trade pieces to, to for somebody like Robert Covington to make a difference. That what we have is the depth to cover for any injury that could possibly happen. 
Other than he who shall not be named who plays center, and we're not going to talk about the fact that they couldn't do anything about that. Um, but really, like, if something mm. happens to Jamal Murray, you've got Barton, you've got Harris, you slide more minutes to Beasley. Something happens to Barton, you've got MPJ, you've got Tory Craig, you can work it out. You know, you're not getting rid of those guys. You're just not going to. You're only going to have a nine-man rotation mm -hmm. going into the playoffs, but you're keeping all your guys just so that you have nine that are going to make it work. Because what happened last year can't happen again, where basically it's just Jokic and um, Murray, and everybody else is too injured um, or too tired to compete. They can't have that. Yeah, I could definitely see Porter getting more minutes as they do load management towards the end of the season too. Yes. That's what, that's what I would expect is um, that well, I don't expect it to be cut out. I expect him to, as you try to rest Will Barton, as you try to, you know, find some minutes off here and there for some guys that, that he's going to get a start that he's going to get, you know what I mean? That those are where you're going to find his minutes as you, as you try to make sure that you have your team rested enough for the playoffs but they still have their continuity. Right. I, I do think that is a little bit different than what I was talking about because I'm I'm more talking about like he's trying to iron down his rotation to be like this. In the games that mattered, this is the rotation that we're going with. But I, right. I, I do agree with what you're saying, and um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes out. But coming back to the immediate, uh, the, what's happening right now, um, Saturday versus Memphis or Sunday against Sacramento, which concerns you more? Always, always Sacramento. <laughs> always. I don't know why it's cursed, but the Nuggets play so poorly against Sacramento so many times. And because Malone wants it so bad, I think he puts bad mojo on himself. Because they're the team, they're the team that fired him. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it matters too much. And, it, and the Nuggets tighten up in those games. They just do. So I'm always concerned, especially because it's the second half. Of, of the back-to-back -back mm -hmm. is, is Sacramento. Yes, it's both Denver, but you, you've just come out of Christmas. Then you had Saturday against Memphis um, to hopefully find your feet. But now you've got a, a second game of the back-to-back. -back. Maybe family's still in town. You know, I I would worry about Sacramento more. How about you? Um, to be honest, I'm actually more worried about Memphis because I kind of chalk up the games against Sacramento to be losses anyways. <laughs> so if it's going to be you the second game back-to-back, that makes even worse. But you can't lose against right. Memphis. Um, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good. Jonas yes, Valanciunas can get buckets. John Morant might murder someone on the Nuggets team. Um, that is true. So <clears throat> I just don't want them to get upset and and not be able to execute against the Memphis Grizzlies and then be like, oh, crap, we lost this. And now and now we have to play the Kings you know, so I, I'm more worried about the Memphis game. You know, they, they'll they have this hype, hopefully, of they could be on a big winning streak. They could be on an eight-game win streak going into that That's Memphis true. game. That's and, true. And uh, I'd like it to, them to make it a nine-game win streak and with the potential of getting it to double digits. No, I hear that. Um, and there are there are aspects of Memphis that can cause Denver problems if they don't come out and hit shots. If they do not shot make in that game, then yeah, that's the, you're you're asking Memphis to come alongside you, and you don't want to get into a into a brawl with Memphis. You just don't. But I'm still more worried about the Kings. <laughs> okay. 
So what's your prediction of record um, for the week? Uh, I'm going to go with this is the Phoenix game, the New Orleans game, the Memphis game, and the Sacramento game. I'm going to go 3-1. and one. I think they're going to drop that sack game. Okay. Well, this isn't great podcasting, but I think 3-1 and one is also likely. I, I can see them beating Phoenix, New Orleans, um, and then one. I'm going to say one of the two. I would I would hope that they get a win at home against Sacramento. Maybe they'll lose to Memphis, but I I, <laughs> I, I think it's more likely that they lose to Sacramento and beat Memphis. And then they play the way, Rockets. Three and one, three and one. As far as a as far as a record is totally okay with me. If they do three and one weeks all the time, I'm a happy guy. Oh yeah, I mean we're a top three team in the West. Going three and one is great. <laughs> That's a great week. Yeah, right. Yeah, not every week has to be uh, has to be undefeated, but um, another undefeated week would be pretty impressive. Yeah, I gotta say that would be that would be quite the run. At some point, the Nuggets would have to get some national press. <laughs> you know, going, going. You know, trying to get onto a ten win game winning streak. You would think. Yeah, uh, I mean they've had multiple five game win streaks, but getting into double digits would be huge. Well, and just another another statement about where they're at. Um, the fact that I guess people don't view them as a power simply because they don't tend to blow a lot of teams out. You were talking about that earlier. It's nice getting a blowout against the Lakers, but the Nuggets do not blow out a lot of teams. And that's partly been because of their bench performance, dragging the, the totals back down. You know, but um, really, the Nuggets have beaten all the teams they should beat. And if they keep beating all the teams they're supposed to beat this week, it's going to be a really nice week. I, I actually... So, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I really like the Nuggets kind of as the, the dark horse top team of being people like, oh man, Lakers 1, Clippers 2, Rockets 4, Mavericks 5. And then be like, who is a 3? Like, Denver Nuggets. Like, oh, yeah, we don't talk about them. Like, gr- We don't talk great. about them. I, I don't want media attention on this team. I want the Nuggets to be sneaking up on people all season. Um, yeah, and and then be like, Do oh my job. gosh, they're they're the two seed, and they're again, you know, they get to host yeah. the the Clippers, like, you know, and the the Rockets and Lakers have to play each other, like that'd be ideal for me, or or you know, one of the two LA teams, and then have yep have the Rockets play the other team, and the Nuggets just avoid they they get they're, okay, we're gonna get one of the LA teams, but we avoid the Rockets and the other LA team, and just. You know, play the seven or eight seed, which this year looks like it's going to be great in the Western Conference. I'm I'm very looking forward to playing a seven or eight seed in the playoffs. You want to take on Dallas, huh? <laughs> no, I want to take on Portland or Oklahoma City. Yeah, or Sacramento. Give me, give me Portland. Yeah, I don't want Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas complete. Yeah, that Dallas, my Christmas wish is not Dallas in the first. Dallas round. can That's play Houston or the Jazz. I mean, right? Yeah, nah, stay away yeah. from the Nuggets. <laughs> Someone who's not us. I do not want to have the, the Luka Doncic show against the Nuggets. I don't need it. I'm sure it would be amazing to watch, but I don't need it. So, <laughs> on that note, yeah, 3-1 um, hopefully for the week. Maybe 4-0 if everything goes well. Um, I hope everyone out there has a very safe and um, Merry Christmas. and uh, Happy holidays. Take care of your family through whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. Seriously. Be safe. Have fun. Go Nuggets. And follow us. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, I'm at uh, G Money Nugs on Twitter. Uh, Dan's at Minuteman Dan. Yeah. And check us out Denver Stiffs. Um, you know the Denver Stiffs Twitter? 
Do I what? You guys, you guys know how to find us. Yeah. You know, um, please feel free to introduce yourselves to all of our podcasts if you haven't already. Um, Nuggets numbers will also be out this week. Um, you should check out uh, Jenna Garcia's chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, and I, again, it's it, it's the holidays. Hopefully, the Nuggets can bring you a bunch of joy all this week. Right. Uh, thanks, Dan. It's been fun. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, go to bed, man. It's like one in the morning over there. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.